0: Hey there, it's Lou Carloso, the host of Bankadelic in Chicago. And the musical question from Brazil is: What's new in banking? And the answer is New Bank, and the incredible things they have done in building a social media juggernaut. They are taking advantage of everything from catchphrases in reality TV shows to digging deep into making sure that every customer inquiry is met through social media who's the genius behind this it's paula rothman who is the head of content at newbank and today dave and darm have her on the podcast listen up it's going to be a great show
1: from the studios of NMD Plus in the UK and US comes the Dave and Dom Demystify Show. The Dave and Dom Demystify Show making sense of the world of fintech and digital finance. Sit back and listen as the two Ds take a subject and chat it through to make it clearer and easier to understand. And now, here are your hosts, Dave Wallace and Dar Mystery.
2: (laughs) Anyway, let's get started. So welcome everyone to this week's show. And this week, Darm and I have struck gold. We have an incredible guest on the show. We have Paula Rothman from NewBank, and we're going to be talking about social media. Paula, would you, just to get us started, give us a brief introduction to yourself? But also, you know, I think most people know about NewBank, but for those that don't, could you give us a few headlines in terms of what NewBank's managed to do over the last few years, please?
3: Sure. Hi. We're so happy to be here. Thank you for the invitation. I'm Paola, and I'm actually a journalist. That's what I used to do in my past life before I joined NewBank. And today, I lead the content team at NewBank. It's a squad. It's a very big squad focused on producing content that empowers people to make better decisions in their financial life. And so we manage platforms and social media team is part of this big content team. And it's actually, I would say, one of the hearts of Nubank. We have more than one, but it's a team that is really, really focused on our connection to our customers and being present where people are. So we have around a little bit more than 30 people in our social media team, and they're doing an amazing, amazing job. And just to give a little bit of context, Bank today is the largest independent digital bank in the world. We began as a small startup here in Sao Paulo, Brazil, back in 2013. It all began with a dream of our founders. Our banking system is actually really bad. It offers crappy customer service. It's expensive. It's inaccessible. People suffer. So why not reinvent it? Why not disrupt the system and create something that is successful that really frees people from all the bureaucracy they deal with in their lives? And so we began with free of charges credit card. That was our first product. And that was really a revolution in Brazil. I think today it's pretty common for Brazilians to have access to a free of charges credit card. But back then it was not. It was very innovative. It was like, Oh my god i don't have to pay like i can just use my credit
0: (laughs) so you drove a trend of free credit cards yes wow
3: (laughs) and it was really amazing and the pillars from the start of nubank have been customer support amazing customer service and technology and design so combining like a very human-centric approach to technology that really empowers people and enables us not to charge for things that the traditional system charges. So it's that combination of giving amazing support without you having to become like a premium customer in traditional banks where you have to have like this huge bank account with a lot in to be treated with respect or not even that. So that's where we began. And for the past years, New Bank has grown a lot. We have Again, free of charge account, rewards program, we have a new ultraviolet card. So it it has grown from one product to a whole ecosystem that really helps people better manage their finances and their lives. As I said, we began in Brazil, then we expanded to Mexico and Colombia. So today we have over 40 million customers. We're very proud of that. And as I said, social media has been from the start, one of the key pieces that have allowed us to reach success. As I said, today I'm very lucky to lead this amazing team, but this team has been here for a long time. Actually, our co-founder, Chris Junqueira, she was the person who, in the beginning, managed all of our social media. This has been important from day one. The reason I guess we're
2: chatting, I mean, other than Dharmesh and I I'm massive fans, I undertook some research with a partner, Whiteside, looking at various social media strategies for banks around the world. And NewBank was just so far ahead of everybody else in terms of what it was doing, its approach, its maturity. I mean, it was just kind of staggering. As we were going through and looking at the approach across all the different platforms and looking at engagement and looking at followers. I mean, there was pretty much nothing that NewBank wasn't doing brilliantly. And I think it's really interesting to hear that Christina, one of your founders, she was there at the beginning kind of really driving it because, you know, the sense I got from looking at what you were doing was that social media was an incredibly important part of your marketing and outreach and customer service. And I think it being brutal... You know, we looked at some of the more established banks in Brazil, and what we saw was there was a massive following for many of them, but they just hadn't found a way of connecting with customers, and it was the same for many banks around the world, and it's like social media was probably given to the youngest people on the team, and they were told to kind of get on with it without it really being a strategic part of the business that they were doing. So... You know, it's really interesting to hear about that. So you mentioned at the start that it was kind of an important pillar. Can you give us some numbers as well,
0: just for the listeners, the scale of your social media? You said 30 people on the team, but how many of your customers are using social media and how regular engagement, etc.?
3: Well, we can talk about some general numbers. We have today over 9 million followers across all of our platforms. I think LinkedIn we are the largest financial company in Brazil. It's amazing. And also Instagram, where we have, if I'm not mistaken, over 2 million followers now. That The numbers change a lot. So those are pretty massive numbers. And when you look at the engagement levels that we have, that's even more amazing. But I'm going to ask you back a question. So why do companies join social media?
2: I think a lot of companies join to take what they're doing from a traditional marketing point of view and pump it out to a new audience. I think there's a view that it should be a kind of customer service channel, but those two things, they're sort of very tactical, not strategic, in terms of what these companies are looking at. A lot of companies do it because they feel they should be doing it, You know, it just all goes back to, I don't think most of these companies have found a way of connecting with their customers because they don't understand their customers' behaviours and where their customers are going. And, you know, they haven't invested the time and energy to kind of do that because, you know, they're caught up by the legacy of a much more traditional marketing approach.
0: Quite often with a bank, you know, the social media is a one-way channel, right? It's another way of extending the brand out to it for them, that suits their purpose, right? But I think the real value and the difference that you've added is the engagement and the focus on engagement, because some banks think, well, actually, you know what, I'm going to have to man up on the people that I have to deploy to actually respond to everybody that communicates. So if we drive engagement, we're going to have to actually respond to this engagement as well. It's almost like something that they avoid because it means more manpower behind it to answer but you've taken the opposite approach you fully respond to everybody
3: exactly i was going to say that so this really helps show our values and it all comes back to the company culture so the fact that so many people are feeling empowered and feeling happy and sharing information i think it shows a lot of what the teams have been doing we want people here to feel they're making a difference So I think this is more a really big merit of the whole culture the company has built than our social media strategy or communication, you know, like all this engagement from employees on LinkedIn. It's a merit of the culture we've built.
2: And then that kind of spills out to customers as well. So, you know, what you then see is customers wanting to engage. As you say, on Instagram, you've got over 2 million. You know, Instagram is a really interesting channel to me. What we observed is those companies which really leaned into Instagram were seeing a lot better results than they were on the other channels from a kind of engagement point of view. But Instagram's quite a tough place, you know, as well. So, you know, finding the secret to engagement is not an easy one. But again, somehow you've got your customers on side and talking and interacting with you, which feels like a really big thing, actually.
3: Yeah, Instagram is huge. Now TikTok is growing a lot. There's something about when you're working with social media, like to understand the algorithms of the platforms, right? Whenever you decide to enter a new platform, you have to be aware of how the algorithm works. You can go nuts. Oh my God, how is this algorithm delivering? Why does this specific content perform this way or that way? But again, if you go back, even to the basic principles of social media, the algorithms that rule each one of those platforms all they want is engagement so that engagement is a metric of the quality of the content so the more a content is shared or liked the more it gets exposed so a big part of our success is we truly engage with the people that are already engaging with us so we're not gonna let our Instagram response rate, if you take a look at our feed, is huge. Like, people interact with us and we really want to interact back to answer their questions and more than once. So, it's not, again, just about posting a beautiful image, a video. It's about, okay, we posted this image and sometimes the questions are not related to what we posted, but who cares? If they're not, what we need to do is answer questions. If they're asking about, their limit or, I don't know, a new product in an image where we're just talking about, let's say, an insurance launch, we're not going to tell them, open your app and go there, you know, give people what they want, where they want. If you're focused on what your core base wants, you're going to have much more success with the algorithm. Because... If social media is working correctly, engagement drives engagement.
2: That's right. But I mean, that goes back to you actually have to understand what your customers want and who your customers are. And I guess my experience of many financial services companies is they actually don't really understand their customers in enough detail. And I think your point is a brilliant one. If you don't understand your customers, then you're going to be nowhere in terms of social media because it really does matter.
3: Yeah, I was going to even say like, I was thinking of an example to share and I think I have one that really speaks to the way we work and how this is all connected. So a few months ago, we created this new editorial line in social media in in our Instagram feed. You can check it later. It's there. We've been posting it for a while. It was visually very simple, but it was expressions or phrases connected to money that people use in Brazil. So a beautiful visual Display of the sentence or the expression, and then you would swipe right and you would have the explanation of what that means. Brazil is a huge country, right? So we have a lot of regional expressions, and we were exploring that. And then a few months ago, we had a super popular reality TV show in Brazil. And it so happens that one of the expressions that we had mapped and that we were about to post was the catchphrase. (laughs) that one of the most popular participants was moving. When we posted it, we had massive engagement and people were so happy and they were interacting and they were tagging their friends and they were tagging the profile of that new celebrity. And it was a huge success. And people really connected to that. There's a bit of luck, right? We had that ready. And then when that became a hit, we just posted it. So it came from actually a massive research that was done with our customers and with the population in Brazil. To try to understand desires and you know it was a huge internal project part of this project that was shared with us was words that people use to talk about money in different regions of brazil and so based on that we said well this could become a really cool editorial line in social so it was not just a coincidence that when there was someone, you know, shining on TV in a reality show, that participant was using words that she uses in her day life, and that catchphrase was something that she used, and we had managed to capture that before in the research.
0: I mean, that's really fascinating. I was going to ask because, you know, some of the banks I've spoken to struggle with how do you keep things fresh and just keep it going on for, for 365 days a year and then carry on the next year? Is there a secret to that?
3: I find it funny because it's so easy to think about content. Everything is content. I think maybe the the secret is to have people that are passionate about content working on these areas. One of the reasons many companies struggle to understand, oh my God, what am I going to talk about? Is because they're maybe looking at the wrong KPIs. Okay, what is the return over investment of this? thing that I'm going to do? How many customers am I going to drive? What is the deflection rate of this specific thing? Business metrics are important. If you are driving like specific content, we have to track that. But sometimes the lack of ideas, what should I talk about is because you're trying to get something out of those platforms that is not the core of it. A few things that really help us, this could sound a little obvious, but we do guarantee that we have editorial lines and ideas based on a lot of research and what are the trends that are happening. So we guarantee that we have this constant flow. We use tools to organize our editorial calendars, but we guarantee that we have a calendar. We know what people want us to talk about. We organize that in the various platforms. Meanwhile, we're also keeping an eye on the conversations that are going. So if there's anything that comes up that we think it's important that we can create that in the moment so we always have a buffer in our creation side so we are able to adapt and what that does is when you look at our weekly monthly calendar it is filled like we have things to talk about regardless of the fact that the company is doing a launch or not if you're going to base all of your calendars all of your communications external communications in the launches that's not a good thing because Products, they sometimes need to be a little late. You need to change. You need to adapt. You cannot plan your year calendar based on the things that are going to be rolled out at the company. So you have to guarantee that you have like independent content that you can put out there that people want. So you have to be tuning in what they want. And then your branded content. So it has to come whenever it is ready to come. So I feel like this is a good strategy and it's something I... I think can share. It's not a big secret. Let me know if
2: it is. <laughs> I think one of the things which is really interesting is how important content is to you as well. So I think right at the start, you talked about customers and how important education was. And I can see how that's sort of been developed as an idea and a thought that's you know become really central to what you do. But I think underpinning it is the notion that content is really important. And again, observationally, a lot of businesses just don't understand that that's a real thing.
3: Content is king or content is queen. Conversations are
0: king now. It's all about engagement.
3: Everything is content. Yeah, yeah. A conversation is content. An email is content. Social media, of course, is content. But a lot of our success comes from being able to work in a company where... All this transparency and communications internally is important. And then teams are aligned and understand that the metrics of success that drive social are not going to be the exact same metrics of success of something else. So we work really closely with a research team, but we work closely with product teams as well. So our social media customer support team, they're in constant conversations with customers, of course, to get a lot of input and insights, but customer support within our product views, within the product teams, they also have a lot of ideas and insights on what is going on specifically with that product. And so by being constantly connected to the product teams, we're also able to understand, okay, so these are the questions, these are the things that people are not really understanding or these are doubts they are having either related to our product or how to use them or how they're used in the market. And this allows us to really have a broad understanding of the territories you want to explore. And again, not a secret, but looking at keywords is really important if you're trying to understand how people search for something and know what questions they have. Looking at trending topics, it's really important. But at the end of the day, if you don't have the context to tie all of that, you're going to be writing uh, what is credit score,
2: article over and over again. Yeah. I mean, again, you know, this whole notion of actually you working together across the business, I think is really interesting because dharma as we know, most of the people we know still exist in very siloed organizations. And I think that's a really critical thing to kind of hear. So thank you. Thank you very much. So actually, you know, it's been an incredible conversation. I could literally sit and listen to all of this for the rest of the day. But I think our time's up. So thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much for your honesty. I think NewBank is a total inspiration to the rest of the world. And, you know, I hope people listen to this and hear what you've got to say. There's so much to learn from NewBank. So thank you so much.
1: Thank you.
3: Thank you. Thank you. It was amazing. Amazing chat. Amazing opportunity to talk. And we'll hope we can do this again sometime.
1: Thank you for tuning in to Dave and Darm Demystify. We hope you join us next time and check back in the weeks ahead as we build our podcast vault on SoundCloud. Be sure to connect with Dave Wallace and Darmish Mystery on LinkedIn. And until next time, ciao and have a marvellous week. The Dave and Darm Demystify show is a production of NMD+, London, Chicago, and Austin, Texas.